Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Beebs. I'm joined by my co-host, Jen. We're here to react to a rather lackluster uh, Week 18. Um, and I say that because there were just games that don't matter. You know, there's a, there's a Week 18 always comes around and you just kind of go through the motions a little bit because it just feels like everything's almost set in stone. There's usually three or four games that matter at all, right? And then, um, you know, the rest, you know, like Panther Saints we were talking about, it, it, who cares, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. and teams aren't playing their starters. and There's a lot that doesn't matter. But uh, I'll throw it to you for Thursday night. I mean, you know, second appearance of Jared Stidham. I mean, what are your thoughts here? Chiefs kind of handle the Raiders. But, uh, you know, do you have any deep analysis here? 31 to 13. I mean, floor is yours. Short answer is no. Um <laughs> I understand Jarrett Stidham had uh, he had a decent you know little, I don't want to say like NFL debut but like full game as a starter from what I've seen recently um, in somewhat of a competitive setting. I mean the 49ers are still playing hard. He did all right this this past week. It was like eh, like they're gonna add somebody. Um, now I don't think he's like the worst option in the world. I mean going into this this season. I thought the Seahawks had the worst quarterback situation, and I was way off. That's that's um, very true. So I think, and that'll probably open up a bigger point that I, I know we're going to talk about this offseason, the quarterback carousel and whatnot. But I almost think Geno Smith is going to give some teams. It's going to help. You know, they're going to sign a journeyman that helps them out and does what they need to do. But I could also see it being a negative, like. This might give Josh McDaniel. Oh, we need to give Jared Stidham a full year. I don't think you do. I, I really think you can. Well, no, Jared uh, Stidham is else. Jared Stidham is not a ten-year backup who's been around. He's like two years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's still a young quarterback. So, no, I don't think he classifies in that Geno Smith category. But that is an interesting thought that I, I kind of I might piggyback a little bit because we talk about Geno Smith and the way he potentially could change the way teams look at quarterback. I think there's another candidate uh, that might change the way teams draft quarterbacks a lot, depending on how much success he has here in the next coming weeks, and that's Brock Purdy. Because uh, if this yeah. guy goes and wins a Super Bowl, holy cow, right? We're gonna That, that might change literally everything in the way we look at structuring rosters. Yeah. You know, in the same way that running backs are now replaceable, we might get to that point if teams are, you know, we have such a plethora of wide receivers in the league. I'm not saying quarterbacks will be as replaceable as running backs, but there will be an argument to be made where it's been proven you can win a Super Bowl in today's NFL with really good offense of weapons and a really good defense and a mediocre quarterback. I think if anything, and – we can move on after because I know we're not even really talking about the game anymore. It's about quarterbacks. But for the combine, doesn't it – I know it's always fun to watch to see the quarterbacks with their 40 times and the throws that, oh, I don't know, they do in practice every day. But I'm more of like start to really look at these guys, their IQ. Do some – like when they're at the combine, while everyone else is working oh, out, yeah. bring I mean... them in, just put them in front of a chalkboard and just go X's and O's. I think that is like you see what Tom Brady, but even like we mentioned with Brock Purdy and probably I mean Peyton Manning. There's so I many think, 
I think that Zach Wilson is going to change the way the combine works for the quarterbacks and those pre-draft workouts, right, where they're throwing I balls in shorts so. and they look like a superstar. Uh, and yeah. the number one candidate for that is going to be Will Levis. I actually like him. I think he has the arm talent, but he's definitely not, you know, somebody that you can draft ahead of C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. And if that happens, it's going to be another example of this Zach Wilson pre Pro day hype, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Where this guy shows up in shorts and looks like Superman, and you put lots of like actually watch him play football. And he's you know, Zach Wilson was great in college, but who's he playing against, right? And we forget about these certain metrics because of this social media era of pro day QPs. So, um, look, when it comes and to circle back to the Raiders a little bit, I do want to ask you, like, who what are they doing next year? Like, where, where do you who do you think is are we rolling with Stidham? Right, like, where are they at in a roster that this they decision made any take. sense? They should really take a quarterback. I don't. There's see not that can't. many, unless they're trading. There's not that many up out there, man. You say that. You say that. Uh, I'm already. And I don't think in my head, I think there's there's going to be four that are going to go top ten because it happens every year. We saw this with the Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. It's all oh, those guys probably going to go in the back. No, it's a quarterback happy league. And I understand this year probably opened up some eyes for people, but there's teams that are desperate. There's still desperation. I don't there's think still that's... the Colts are going to take somebody. The Texans are going to take somebody. Yeah. The Raiders those... are probably no, going to get like but... Levis or Max Duggan. That's okay. So thinking. that's fair because that's what I was about to say is the Colts and the Texans are like two teams that are absolutely that is their number one need, right? Yeah. The Raiders. Two weeks ago, that was not their number one need. And here we are talking about this. I, I don't think they're going to have the opportunity or the assets to swap with the Bears, right? I, I Unless they're going to give them – I mean, should, I think the, that'd be the only people they're interested in. And I don't know – I mean, the Bears have the money to afford them, but I don't know yeah. if the Raiders are going to give up on them just like that, right? So – I'm very, very interested to see how this Josh McDaniels offseason plays out because he's going to keep his job. He hasn't been fired yet, and we've been calling for it all year. But uh, I really, really just, you know, and we'll talk more about it. We can move on to talk week 18 a little bit more. But I I wouldn't be shocked if it's Jared Siddham for 18 games next year. Just going to put that out there. Yeah, I really wouldn't be either. I, Truth be told, I could see them taking a guy in the second round. Or they make a but, Garoppolo move. Like, uh, it's, you know, maybe it's you draft the guy in the Andy second Dalton. Round. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think they're going to Andy Dalton. And I think he's, he's just going to be there. Devontae's going to hold out for the rest of his career. He might just retire. He's like, oh, I'm retired. He's going to pull a Gronk. Yeah, hey, you know what? <laughs> when I, more power to him. More power to him. He, he's got that kind of pull. Um, he, he does for now. He is 30, was, though. Clock's ticking. This is true. This is true. Um, the the Saturday, the other one was Titans Jags. No, that, yes, that was the, Saturday. Uh, that was time. Saturday. Well, Chiefs you know, Raiders was Thursday. Um, this was Saturday. Or no, they were both Saturday. Sorry, was there, was no, there was no Thursday night game here. Um, that was just the the afternoon. But then the night, uh, I took the Titans because I, I thought just experience, but. Jaguars are hot, man, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to crap all over Trevor Lawrence's parade because for, the like, the year he's been solid. But they have not won, like, their last three games because of him. I, I saw the stats, like... No, you're not wrong. 
he's like thrown like a touchdown and made ran for one and then had a pick in, in but all what he's, the past three what games. he's doing well is he's not turning the football over you right. know Which and, is and definitely that's different you know he trevor lawrence right now is having obviously he's taking that step um and we've seen these games where he shows up and just 353 touchdowns like five incompletions right and he looks immaculate and then when he right. has the off day, you're absolutely right. It's not all there, right? But they're finding ways to win. And mm-hmm. go look at Brady's numbers through the years. I, I mean, th- th- he has games like this. So I'm not concerned if that's your question. Oh, no, I, I'm i not concerned. I actually just wanted to point out how the I'm Jags actually, have been able to win. Yeah, I'm without, actually more uh, I think that's encouraged uh, about their roster. <laughs> you know, actually, in the course of these, three weeks too they've only given up an average of i think it was like 7.8 points because they gave up like three low yeah yeah they they have been on fire these past couple weeks and then even just overall this back half the season to close it out um so they actually are one of my uh i don't know what is the that is a sleeper team for this playoffs in this afc it's Uh, a sleeper team uh i just think they're hot they play the chargers they play the chargers you know what man yeah, you know that what, pick man? looks pretty good on paper, doesn't it? <laughs> I could see them pulling that off. I, uh-huh. I, this is an interesting topic of discussion, man. The Chargers and the Jaguars. That is, that's wow. quite a game. Yeah, because Jaguars hammered them in in. Uh, I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles. Like it was like week three, but yeah, it was and now it's in now it's in Jacksonville. I think it was Sean Payton like last week was talking about these teams. He was referring to Jacksonville and, and Tampa Bay, right? Um, and he was like, he was like, every year there's one of these teams that comes from this horrible division and they win a playoff game because they're at home and they just have nothing to lose, right? And then he brings up yeah. the Beast Quake and how they were eleven and five and they had to go into prior Seattle. experience, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's not wrong, man. He's not wrong. He's Home not. field in the playoffs goes a super long way, and we'll touch on this in a bit. But when you have Tom Brady at, at the helm and you have home field in the playoffs or a home game in the playoffs, uh, it it, it goes something. a long way, man. Does um, something, yeah. What's your what What's your take? You know, they're really injury riddled, so I, I don't know if we can really hammer them. But what's your take on the Titans this year, man? Really, a fall from glory. I really am not because injuries happen to every team. Something like in the NFL, one of the most physical sports you have to just kind of deal with. Um, But I I do pull the card out for like reasonable things, right? Like CMC goes down or something. It's like, well, you should expect. Okay. Running backs are replaceable. Like the Titans, it's like every year they have the most players on IR. And I think we brought this up a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's Rabel's coaching, something like that. But that that's like not you can't really in my eyes compare them to other teams and be like you know this is what are they gonna look like next year they're gonna look different just coming back healthy like just getting all their starters back yeah I mean Traylon Burks spent half the season on the sideline yeah. and he was really good anytime he showed up as that AJ Brown replacement right and they didn't have Tannehill for this really crucial stretch to get in and. And, you know, who knows kind of with the carousel next year, what that situation is going to look like. Um, not saying he's bad, but I would be shocked if Tennessee goes for an upgrade. Um, yeah, it, it's 
it, it's tough for me to say it's like a disappointing season because like obviously anytime you miss playoffs, it's disappointing. But it's probably like they have the most excuses, if that makes sense. I have or like a it's take. it's yeah. I I I think in two to three years time, um, Derrick Henry will be the next version of Todd Gurley. I think his pitch count is he really already, high. He already surpassed Todd Gurley in my eyes, man. Oh yes, he is. But in the sense that where Todd Gurley was on top of the league, and two years later you were like. Man, what happened to Todd Gurley? I think it's going to take one injury from Derrick Henry, and the dominoes are going to fall, and he's never going to be the same player. He's 29 years old, man. Like, the clock is ticking, and he is just not the type of runner that lasts. Those guys don't last. And so, Hall of Fame career in my eyes. But um, the the second half of this hot take is I think this division is getting handed over to Jacksonville for the the foreseeable future. Um, We thought that in 2017. And they have a quarterback. Now they do. We did. And the rest of the division does not have a quarterback. So that I agree with What's more significant to me is they have the coach as well, right? Uh, Mike Rabel has just, you know, run a tear over the AFC South for the past couple of years. I know there's been teams, you know, the Texans in 18, I think, with Watson won 12 games or whatever. But since then, uh, the Titans have been just utterly dominant, and they have not been able to translate in the playoffs. And I think it's because they're playing lesser competition for eight games of a year. Uh, and that's yeah. the bottom line. So I think that the Titans, Vrabel can get them to a wild card team, but they are, they are, they best do a soft rebuild because they are not anywhere close to where they need to be to be to contend in the next three years. So oh, I hear you. maybe that's a medium take, maybe not quite hot, but uh, I'm, I feel pretty strongly about it. I don't think they're making the playoffs next year. Um, maybe they sink into the wild card. I could be wrong, but I think Jacksonville wins this division next year easily. Yeah. No, I, it's because, yeah, they get Calvin Ridley too next year. Oh, yeah. We year. haven't even. That's a huge deal. That's, that's a huge deal that nobody's talking about. Yeah, because he was I really mean, good in Atlanta and they were not good. Like they were in yeah. and out of coaches was Matt Ryan and what you saw what he did this year. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's a very entertaining to look at the idea of like the Jags. Like this this is a team that they're gonna roll. I mean, they really are getting all the pieces together. Um, and literally with Derrick Henry, my take is this: I, I think once he gets over thirty, you're gonna see the fall off. Like you brought up, he's gonna turn like that Jerome Bettis type. Even Marshawn Lynch in his really career were like. He's good for three, four yards, but he's not going to have his 200-yard days. He's not going to have even really – Well, I mean, let's days. be realistic. How effective has he been uh, on teams not in the AFC South this season? I'm not saying he's been I'd bad. have to go look at the receipts. I'm not yeah, saying he's been I don't bad, know but he's not what he was, right? Like, I, I'm just going to be honest. I'm, Relative to, yeah, what are you This doing? could be a horrible take. Maybe I'm just statistically wrong. But it may I, not look good in the next two years, but I, I'm with you. And like 29 years old, man, like it, it's it. But once you hear that for running back, oh no, 27 is usually the landmark for running backs. That's like statistically yeah. when they all fall off. But um, Derrick Henry against non AFC South teams, let me pull this up. All right, uh, 82 yards against nope, that's tennis uh, against the Giants, 25 against Buffalo, 85 against the Rams. And he goes for 114 against the Colts. He had 102 yeah. against the Commanders, 128 against the Colts, 
219 against Houston, 115 against Kansas City, 53 against Denver, 87 against Green Bay, 38 against Cincinnati, 30 against Philadelphia, 121 against Jacksonville, 104 against the Chargers, 126 against the Texans, and then he had 109 last week against Jacksonville. So I think there's a little credence to what I'm saying here. There are there outliers. actually is a lot. There's there like outliers, one or two outliers. But when it really. comes to good teams, he was not as effective. I mean, 25, 13 for 25 against Buffalo. I know they got yeah. blown out and that game script was terrible back all the way back in week two. But that's the problem. But that's the problem uh, Titans, not too long know? ago, 30 yards against the Philly, right? Yeah. 38 against the Bengals, 87 against Green Bay. These, you know, 53 against the Broncos, who are a very good defense. But uh, you get my point. I, I'm just – I think he's going to – They can only win right. one way. I think you're right. I think it's a little bit of both. And he's probably – he's going to stick around, but he's not going to be close to what he was. And I, I didn't draft him this year in fantasy, and I'm glad I didn't. You know, yeah, I'm it's sure just he had keep a top going 10 down. season. It's not his fault. I'm not drafting him next year. So, um, right. yeah. My take is that the Jaguars are going to win. You know, they're going to have a good run of dominance against this division, maybe for a long oh, time, depending on how Trevor Lawrence really develops. You know, we'll see. But no doubt. Um, that takes us to the Patriots and Bills game from Sunday on the noon segments. And this was just, man, this was sweet. This that was, was over the first play. It was so well, I mean, they were down when he had his second kickoff return. <laughs> So, I mean, the Patriots put up a decent fight. Knew the Bills were winning. Oh, it, just, I mean, it, couldn't have ha- it couldn't have happened any of them. Um, yeah. it, it's weird seeing the Patriots not in the playoffs again. Um, but I think they got, they got to look in the mirrors as well. Uh, I think they got some restructuring and retooling. Really, any talent, I think, on the roster would go a long way. This sounds bad, but I, I don't think they're going to win very well or win a lot. Again, until Belichick retires, um, and that, like, you know, a couple of years be ago, competitive. We, yes, they're just going to be this I, like fringe playoff team. Like, they're not going to win another Super Bowl because I just don't. It's just such yeah. a dark cloud of like, oh, like if I go sign with the Patriots, like Belichick going to be there in three years if I sign a four year deal, right? Like he's seventy four years old. I know he's coming back mm-hmm. next year, but he's on this like one year rental thing where it's like, I don't really know unless they catch lightning in a bottle. Like they're not going to get guys in free agency to commit their long-term for this exact reason. Right. Like, yeah. And that's the number one thing they need right now is weapons. So that's not really a hot take in my eyes, but um, yeah. No, it's just, I, I would want to say the game was predictable because game script wise, having a guy run back two touchdowns is not predictable. Um, but I, I also was going to be a little shocked if the bills didn't win this. <laughs> I mean, they just had every motivation in the world, and it's not like they're arresting starters. Um, Yeah, it's just a team that, again, shows how scary they're going to be going into this playoff picture. I mean, think about it. Patriots, you know, this was their shot to get in. So I'm assuming Belichick dove deep in every one of his bags of plays and whatever, and I mean, they still lost. So outside, well, let's be honest. Outside of fourteen points from special teams, it's twenty-eight, twenty-three. You know, I don't think the Patriots. You um, can say that, but I, I mean, it's swung the momentum of the game. Special teams, whether people want to agree with it or not, and they keep. I'm going to hold it to him. Matthew Slater has been a shirt like special team Pro Bowl since like 
2010. Mm-hmm. And like you, they, Belichick is a guy that will keep guys on for special teams. So when you give up two touchdowns, I, I'm gonna hold it against somebody yeah. like yeah, like this is no, hey. it's no excuse <laughs> at all. Yeah, special teams is a part of the game, but uh, I, I don't think that the Patriots. I, they just didn't have it this year. Um, no. that's, just, that's just the bottom line. And Jacoby Myers is really the reason why they missed the playoffs, but they weren't going to go anywhere in the playoffs. You know, they're just burst out. Yeah. Yeah. They're just missing a, missing a burst, I guess would be what I say. But yeah. I, as for the bills, man, I think I, I've kind of joined the camp and I'm interested to hear your take here. I, I think they got screwed on the number one seed in multiple ways. Um, I believe there was precedence that you're supposed to use when a game doesn't get played, you're supposed to use the win percentage. And uh, they decided to go neutral site for AFC championship, which I guess is not a screwing, right? So they're going to be fine if they do play Kansas city, but um, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts here? The Bengals. Kind yeah, of the front end, but Cause I was going to say the game full of that. And it's, you can't be like, well, Bengals were going to win the game because it was the first quarter. But it wasn't like the Bills. It was seven to three. The Bengals were marching at the time of the you know the play happened, and you know infamous play, and the Bills, like at a neutral site. I'm not really sure. They might how, be at like, the advantage. How... Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, because here's the thing. Like in Buffalo, it's it's cold. So ever, and like when Josh Allen and that offense is in a dome, I, disagree, I actually do man. think it helps them. I think I it disagree. Does. Buffalo for decades, they lost to the Vikings at home, succeed. and the Vikings are not good. Are we counting that as a loss? I mean, it's a loss, so I'm gonna <laughs> count it as a loss. It's the yeah. freakiest thing to happen since I don't even know. Well, but they they wouldn't have had miscues if they were in a dome. Uh, look, I'll say this: Buffalo's home field advantage is in the playoffs, especially is up there in top of the leagues when they're actually good in the playoffs. Uh, it's the reason they went to four Super Bowls in a row. Uh, teams can't go there and win. That's the bottom line. Teams don't like playing in the snow and they're good at it. Uh, so regardless of style difference, I think that they're fine. They, they would be, they would have a better chance of winning. This is, I don't think you'll debate this better chance of winning against Kansas city in Buffalo or any other team in the AFC in Buffalo than a neutral site. Trying to think if there is a team I could debate it for. I mean, imagine if the Chargers had to go to Buffalo. <laughs> That's over right there, right? If Miami has no, to go back right. up, if Miami has to go back up to Buffalo, I guess it's yeah, over the, right there. The way the AFC has worked this year, you're not getting those like, uh, well, really like the Titans teams where it's like run heavy, heavy defense. Like that's oh, the Ravens, but they don't have Lamar. I don't even know how yeah, they're here right. actually. For being real, exactly. But. Yeah, and honestly, that. Really might be the only team, but even then, it's like not a crazy advantage. I, I don't know. I, I do agree, I guess, in the sense that, like, yeah, not getting home field sucks, but I also don't think they're like guaranteed to make it. it it's just like a weird situation. I'm just yeah, saying, it really oh, it's a horrible situation, but I'm just I don't really know how to... Buffalo's chances of beating Kansas City greatly went down if they have to face in the AFC Championship, if they had beat Cincinnati. And gotten the number one seed, right? Uh, and the same goes mm-hmm. for Kansas City, right? Like, I'd be just as upset that, like, we don't get to know if we would have had another home AFC championship game, right? Like, now we have to True, go. Yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, in, it, 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 you know, Cincinnati's just as, you know, 
screwed with the coin flip thing, and we can talk about Joe Mixon's celebration and stuff, but they got that home yeah, game, so funny. it doesn't matter. But I, I, I just I wanted to see, and I said this at the very beginning of the year, I wanted to see Buff, the AFC Championship go through Buffalo because I felt like that was Buffalo's best chance to win. I'm not saying they can't win in Kansas City. I'm not saying they can't win in a neutral site. They don't even have to go to Kansas City. They don't even have to think about it. So Right, I think that um, helps too. Not yeah, I can go and face the demon arrowhead. That's yeah. I guess what I was trying to make with take is it if there if it's in Buffalo, totally agree with you. I just think a neutral site now, like who who knows who's going to win that Chiefs? Yeah, goals. and who are where are they? Gonna uh, play I really it? think that's going to be a track <laughs> where, meet. Where are they going to play it? I know people are tweeting like high school stadiums and stuff. <laughs> that these, would be great. Like, let's if play. They run it in Detroit again. Bills are two and zero there. Ah, that's true. That's true. I mean, you got to pick somewhere too. That's like, and Bill's Mafia is going to travel. You got to pick somewhere that's somewhat in the middle, right? Like maybe they go to Cleveland, right? Like <laughs> somewhere go to, go to Los Angeles. <laughs> no, that's too far. That's too far. That's no. Go you got to uh, do. It's got to be go to Atlanta. What about Atlanta? Go to a Dome. Uh, Atlanta. I prefer them. I prefer that's them to south. Outside, they just you could, whoop. you could do that. You could do that. Um, I prefer them to play it outside since both teams do have an outdoor stadium. But I think it'd be cool. I just don't think they will. And for no, a neutral they, site, they're going to take the site, most ready available. They'll take. They'll take. Atlanta's not a bad thought. Um, or something like New that. Orleans, maybe. Yeah, New Orleans or something like that. But middle yeah. of the road. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, time will tell. But and we'll dive into the playoffs as the week goes on. But um. We'll move on. Browns, Steelers. I don't have much to add other than that. That man, Mike Tomlin, did it again, man. <laughs> yeah, he found a shame way. they didn't get that playoff spot. I think they have more fighting them than the Dolphins. But uh, I, I just kind of way it goes. I, I do just want to say, man, Kenny Pickett really coming on strong to close out the year. I yeah, am, you love and, to see it as a Steelers. I, I love to see it, and he's brought with with his success. He's brought he kind of revived Najee Harris towards the end of the year a little bit who just started yeah. the year on a complete dud um, and was <laughs> not good. Um, not saying he had a great year. I think he had a sophomore slump, and I'm hoping he bounced back. But we could be looking at a modern-day Trent Richardson. So we'll have to <laughs> keep him on Trent watch. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, your thoughts on the Steelers? Wish they were the playoffs, really. It's just I think if they get that Dolphins spot – um, it would have been interesting. I don't think they really do anything. No, they have a bright future going to next season. You can give them that. They, yeah. they finished out the season strong with a lot of young guys. They're only going to get better and probably make some additions. Um, I, I think the honestly that AFC North is going to be a bloodbath next year because the Browns. I, I'm not saying Sean. Yeah, Watson what are your, what's is, your thoughts on the Browns? I, I think that might be the more interesting story because I, I think they're going to make some changes. Um, Clowney yeah, won't be I mean, back. He's going to have an off-season. He's going to um, have an off-season with his receivers, you know. Right. That's going to make a world of difference. And I'm just kind of curious to see how, how it all turns out. Um, that could be a kind of the AFC East of this year. Might be the uh, AFC North so next year. My, my main concern with the Browns, and I think they're going to change this because they started to figure it out, but the play calling – uh, when they transitioned to Watson from Stefanski was not great. They were trying to run these option things with Chubb and 
Um, this is a very like brief like. They synopsis. need an off season for that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think they're going to be better with an off season. I think there were I saw some hot takes where like, oh, Stefanski is just not a good fit for Deshaun Watson. Like, we need to look elsewhere. No. I wouldn't write him off like that. I mean, when you have to play eleven no. games with one guy and then uh, you're switching two different to styles guy, too. Two I might add, like player. Yeah, uh, I, I think that you know, I, I think you give him an off season and th- then we can talk about if they're still bad. Um, but I do have a question for you too, regarding the Browns. Well, somewhat Browns, but, uh, with the QB carousel talk and everything, this guy's going to get a job next year. And I have, I kind of want to know where you think he might end up. Where are we seeing Jacoby Brissett next fall? Oh, I think the best location for, I don't want him to go to a team that's just going to throw his, you know, career away. Can Um, I, can I? Can I go first? Because I, I think yeah. I hinted at it, and I want to bring it up. Uh, I think next fall, Jacoby Brissett will be in a QB competition with Jared Stidham. Yeah, it's not the Red Rifle. I think, that, that, that would make I, sense. I think it's – yeah, Red Rifle's a decent thought. but uh, I like him going to the Buccaneers if Brady doesn't return. I don't think you lose a whole lot if you plug in Jacoby Brissett there. That's not bad, or somewhere like the Saints. <laughs> that <laughs> too. from Dalton to uh, Brissett, uh, who I definitely Brissette. think is way more efficient as a passer. Um, it's very interesting. There's so many. They could go anywhere. A lot of these guys. I think even Winston's going to be like yeah. on the market for. I think there's afterwards. two teams that are absolutely drafting a quarterback in the first round. Uh, and that is the Texans and the Colts. And the Absolutely. other guys that might get picked in the first round, uh, I can't really predict what teams like, because like you have two really good prospects and then you kind of drop off. And it's like, okay, are the Jets going to make the move for Will Levis or are they going to like bring in Jimmy Garoppolo or are they going to make a run at Brady? Like, what's better? Um, yeah. And I, if I had to guess, the Jets are not going to draft another quarterback in the first round. That would be. I think they've learned their lesson. Um, I would hope so. Especially when they hit on all their other picks, like Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner. Yeah. What goes on, man? Yeah. Like, just draft somebody else. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I, I, if I, I'm, I'm putting it down on paper. I, th- I think that Brissett uh, ends up in Vegas, and that's the best they can do. They, I think they backed themselves into a corner, and Stidham, Stidham played good enough in the two game sample size where it's like. Oh, we actually might have something here, but then it's also like he's a third round pick, so maybe it was just a fluke, right? So they kind of right. if they'd have given him four games, they would have got more out of it. They, I, I just don't get it. I really yeah, don't. they're in a tough spot now. That's for sure. I really don't. Um, all right, Bengals, Ravens. The Bengals win the division. They go twelve and four. Ravens are still in the playoffs, fine at ten and seven. Um, I don't really have anything crazy to add here. I mean, the Ravens started Anthony Brown. At quarterback, we both yeah. picked the Bengals to win this game. The Ravens are not winning a playoff game if Lamar can't play, and I don't think he can. <laughs> I don't know no, if he's going to be healthy. Listen, even his first game back, do you really trust that he's going to go off? Because the that's only, what they're going to need yeah. him to do. He's well, going to have to have a great day for the Bengals to go down. I think the only way the Bengals lose this this wild card game is just some division matchup cheese <laughs> you know I mean, they only beat the Ravens close game by nine this week so or 11 sorry we but, say only but that's two possessions no I agree but it's yeah. you know 
it wasn't a blowout is what I'm trying to say. And it's, they, they know each other. Well, you never know, you know, well, the Ravens have been winning without Lamar. Lamar. Right. Like I yeah. think it's a good team. It's just not great. Like the Bengals, <laughs> you know, like John Arbog does have that record of it really, honestly, being legit. They're the steel without Lamar Jackson. They're like the current Steelers. And it's like they can only put out so much offensively. They're not going to be able to get to 24 points, especially on a wild card. I, I don't see that happening. If Lamar is there, then it's a conversation. Maybe they scrape by, kick a field goal at the end, win. But yeah, I just don't think they really have the uh, the ammo going into this wild card. I, I would I would concur with that. Um, so the next game, I'm going to zip zip ahead because the next game on the docket um, from Week 18 to talk about is Vikings-Bears. Now, we both picked the Vikings, right? So the game itself was pretty inconsequential. But yeah, <laughs> saw some people Bears on Twitter to, to zip ahead here to the Texans game. Saw some people on Twitter asking for the Bears to build a Lovey Smith statue. And uh, I kind of have to agree, man. I think that Lovey Smith – we could talk more about – how dumb I think this decision is from the Texans and why I was not expecting it. Um, but they fired Lovey Smith and I'm just going to go on a limb and I'm going to say, I'm going to guess that he knew he was getting fired. And he went for two to screw the Texans out of getting the number one overall pick. And now they, so will not, they will not have their choice between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud unless they yeah. trade with the bears. And I <laughs> Oh man, this is. Crazy. I think they will, though. Like, if the Bears stand put, the they Bears don't have to worry about it. Put. I'm but sorry, not, I from what I'm hearing, they are yeah. not standing. I don't think Will Anderson's the number one pick talent, and no. that's really just the best edge value uh, for that type of pick you can get. You could get so... him at three. You could literally get him at three. So what's right. the point? I think what's the point in, in staying put? Right, like what? It would be typical Bears, man. They didn't need to trade up to get Trubisky, and they did, but. You know, we'll see. No, I think that they've we'll learned see. their lesson. They've got their guy. He's had a great year. They've got the mm-hmm. most free age. I mean, dude, I saw somebody tweet yeah. this, and uh, I have to somewhat agree. But right now, as of post whatever Sunday was, is the best time to be a Bears fan since January of 1986. And I wow. have to. I mean, outside wow. of maybe outside of maybe Devin Hester returning the open kickoff to a Super Bowl. I have yeah. to agree, man. Uh, they are in a really great spot, and I like more power to them, man. They they got the number one pick somehow. They did it. Now Bears mm-hmm. fans do need to relax on Twitter because uh, they're taking it too far and acting like they weren't just like three and fourteen, and they're saying they're going to the playoffs next year, and uh, they still have to get free agency and the draft right before we can start exactly. talking about that. And that has yet to be seen as a possibility. So. Yeah, um, but it's like thoughts... a Nick story. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to be we can get KD and Kyrie and then we'll draft Zion and then we're going to like win the chip and they're going to come away with like, ah, oh, geez, trying to go like, Barrett. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be probably some like receivers to me, like, you know, I don't know, contract situation to be like Keenan Allen or something. They're going to hype up these dudes. And yeah, like we're going in it's and gonna, it's just going to be it's going to be like, like it's going to be like when Dwight Howard. Steve Nash joined the Lakers with Kobe, and then it's just yeah, and they're unstoppable. And it's like, yeah, yeah, 
we'll see how things roll. But you know, from a Viking standpoint, nothing really changed. Um, no, they're still they the game frauds. They need to do. They're the biggest yeah. frauds in the thing. And uh, Jake, I know you're listening. Um, I told you that uh, your guys' season is going to last seven days longer than the Packers, so it really doesn't matter that much. Um, yeah, no, it's going to be fun seeing the Giants. You know. Take care of business on. Uh, I think they could Sunday be Sunday or Saturday. I, don't I know. think I think they could be the Giants, but outside of they the Giants, could. I don't know. But the, we're not talking about them right now. I do have a question for you. Uh, the Texans fired Lovey Smith. I was trying to think of his name. Lovey Smith, mm-hmm. one and done. This is now uh, the second year in a row that they fired a head coach after their first season. Um, is this a sign of just the most dysfunctional organization in football? Yeah. It all started with Bill O'Brien. I mean, this has been six, seven years of dysfunction. You think Sean Watson, the whole thing, nobody actually knew what was going on. Well, um, I don't even, you know, people still don't even know this. what actually is going on. People forget about this. Tyron Matthew left disgruntled. D Hop yeah. demand. D Hop left. One of the worst trades. You trade uh, for yeah. David Johnson. Like, yeah, and a fourth. Kind of <laughs> Madden trade was that? Um, I just. It, there's such a lost cause. I, I feel bad for anybody that is truly I mean, even JJ Watt left disgruntled. Yeah, that's that's the problem with you know these expansion franchises. If you don't get competent ownership from the expansion, like what's the point? And yeah. um, boy, uh, like good for like the Jags. You know they're like a recent expansion team. You know, oh they're older. Like the yeah, I mean they're like ninety nines. Yeah, I want to say like 95 or something. Yeah, actually, yeah, probably like, yeah, it was definitely 90. Because they came in with uh, the Panthers, and I know the Panthers were like in the NFC Championship um, when they played the Packers, the Packers won the Super Bowl. So, um, got you. But regardless, yeah, I I do agree. The Texans, they're more dysfunctional than the Commanders at this point. Just going to be honest, this is is pretty brutal. No, you know, it's bad. Like anytime Texans win, it's like a feat. Lately, well, like, well, like, I just don't get it. I don't get. It. Why are you hiring coaches and then giving them one year, one year, giving them a terrible roster, and then literally worse than the NFL, NFL, right? This isn't like this isn't like Nathaniel yeah. Hackett where they like give him Russell Wilson, who was right. supposedly this great quarterback, an incredible defense, and a very competent offense. I know Javante Williams went down, but weapons on offense, a top five defense, and a well supposed top fifteen quarterback. Top ten, but uh, who has looked better ever since Nathaniel Hackett left? So let's, you know, let's put that on yeah. the table as well, right? But uh, this is not that situation. This is before the season. We said this is the worst roster in the NFL, and they will get the number one pick. And Lovey Smith found a way to not make that happen. Which, yeah, honestly, just from that alone, uh, I think realistically, I don't think he'll get him. He'll probably get defense coordinator interviews. But like realistically, head coaching job. I'm sorry, this team shouldn't have even won those three games. And there's a lot of times they could have won a couple more. I just like don't this, get, this like, wasn't a team that wasn't competitive, and they had by far and away, in my opinion, one of the worst rosters in the league. Well, here's the other here's the other issue here. Okay, that nobody's mentioned yet. What coach is going to want to coach there now? Right. Exactly. You, you get fired well, one year three head reach. coaches in four years. Yeah. You fired three head coaches in four years. Who are you going to get to take that job when they you're going to so get? They know they're getting a bad roster, right? This isn't like they're getting inheriting a chance to win the Super Bowl on one year deal, right? 
No, mm-hmm. this is like we're giving you the worst roster in football and you need to fix it, but we're not going to do anything to help you fix it. And if you don't fix it, we're going to fire you. That's, yeah, it's, it, it's ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense. How can they oh. not commit to two years with anybody? I mean, Lovey Smith is not, I'm not saying he's a world beater, but he's a great defensive line and he had success in Chicago. Yeah. And he kept that team competitive, which all year long, you think it's all you could ask. Three yeah. wins was like the expectation. Um, anybody outperforming that is, I'd be like, oh, is that Vince Lombardi out there? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'm sorry. When you're, <laughs> you're switching staps between Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll, like, oh, my. The whole thing is just whatever. But we're spending too much time on that team. Oh, my gosh. I just hey, we already it's, know. It's, I mean, yeah, we're spending a lot of time. But I really, I just want to highlight. Like, this is just, I said it all year, too. I was like, oh, they're not going to fire. Smith, Lovey Smith's on the hot seat. They just hired him. They can't fire a guy that just hired, right? Like, they're not even giving him You time. would think that. Yeah, this is – they're just that bad. They're that dumb. I mean, they might not have a coach next year. I genuinely – like, they – I wouldn't take yeah. the job. I wouldn't either. Unless Probably I just want the money. Within. You know, maybe Sean Payton will just rip him off for, like, hundreds of millions of dollars and then just retire. After one, it's gonna year. be like Brian Cushing, bro. It's gonna be some or like it's, Andre each other. They're gonna bring back somebody. It's it's gonna be it's bad. Nice. It's gonna be some. No, you know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be some college guy who's never gotten an NFL shot. Yeah, like Matt Rule, Steve Sarkeesian. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. But okay, okay. Uh, Vikings Bears. We simmed over that. Uh, Jets Dolphins. This was actually interesting. I picked the Dolphins to win this game, and they, they actually got in. Um, mm. You had the Jets. It's a close enough game. It is what it is. Black overs. Thompson, um, man. I yeah, eleven to six. Flack over Skylar Thompson. Um, I don't do you think we're gonna see Tua next week? No. He's still in protocol from the interview today. I don't think he plays the rest of the year. I don't think he should. I, I don't think he should. I don't think they can risk that. Plus, they got a nice dance with division rival uh Buffalo Bills, who are emotionally yeah. the most dangerous team in football right now. Yeah, uh, you know you have a team. Just wait for everybody to be healthy. Don't jeopardize your franchise quarterback at the moment, and play again next year. Like they, they're just all the things are going wrong for him right now. Yeah, uh, and anybody calling for Mike McDaniel's job is a freaking idiot. An idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You just don't know football. That's yeah. how you tell me. Like you are saying you like watch and appreciate football. You don't actually watch football. Because some of these dudes' play designs are insane. That's not even that. I mean, this guy, they were really good this year, and they just – I think partially, you know, they, they cooled off at the wrong time. But well, uh, in games, they had to go from QB to QB. When do you go from, yeah. like, Tua to T-Bridge, and then the next week it's T-Bridge to Thompson, and then the next week it's Thompson. Well, maybe we – Yeah, they don't, they don't lose their last like, set or – you know, six of the last seven or whatever it was, if two is playing yeah. all those games, you know? Absolutely. I, Even if they go 500 across the way, they still finish like 11 and six. Like this. Yeah. The, the record's got a lot of people fooled. It's a good football team. That's just not healthy. Yeah. Um, all right. So one of the biggest mistakes I made this week was, sorry, excuse me, but. Oh, uh, sorry. Great mute there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to. I sneeze. So sorry. <laughs> I didn't blow anybody's blow, ears. Yeah. Blow your guys' beautiful. ears off. Um, so you're welcome, headphone users. But um, 
one of my biggest mistakes this week was not trusting my gut and taking the Falcons against the Bucks because I knew the Bucks were not going to play anybody at all because it's Brady mm. and he's 50 years old. But uh, yeah. Falcons with a meaningless win over the Buccaneers, cha- eight and nine division champion uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Any thoughts here? Brady probably wanted it. You know, it's going to be like the first QB to win a team with a losing record of the Super Bowl. Like, bro, bro needs every record possible. All right. Like, he, uh, he totally, this is, can I'm I just call it right now? Okay. We're on the same page because I think they're going to beat Dallas. I do too. I do <laughs> just, too. I'm especially just... after seeing that they lost to the Commanders. And I'm sorry, but the Cowboys were playing their starters. Cooper rushed through one attempt at the end of the game. Like, Prescott looked bad. That team looked bad. And they have been cold. They almost lost to the Texans, who we just brought up earlier. Like, yeah. they're, they're not really ice cold, cold but they're they're cooling off for sure. They don't scare me. That's for sure. Just like the Vikings, you know. It's, it's not <laughs> Nobody in the NFC scares me. That's why I think that the Bucs have a chance to actually get there. Um, Absolutely. But they will definitely beat the Cowboys this weekend at all. I'm just I I will die on this hill. <laughs> I will die on this hill. Um, yeah. But okay, we talked about Texans Colts, Cardinals 49ers. Hey, hey, it happened. It happened today. Did you see the headline? Oh yeah, Kingsbury's gone. Yeah. Which I'm so happy, man. That's their only chance. Who knew? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? They get blown out. And listen, when you bring in an offensive mind and he really didn't do very well at all all year offensively like they know no there's i want to know the numbers i really do what is since what did they finish last year what was the record last year oh when they were like seven and one and then they finished i believe 11 and six so 11 and six plus so they're they're 15 and 19 sorry i did that backwards they're eight and 19 since Mm. they lost to the packers on sunday night last year and i'm not even bringing that up because i'm a packers fan i genuinely like i remember that game because they were seven and one they lost and it's been horrible ever since and i don't know Mm -hmm. what changed in that game but man uh i'm just gonna be honest i don't think kyler is a franchise quarterback i think he's a locker room cancer uh and he's probably gonna end up in arizona and play out a couple of years but i at some point somebody's gonna draw the line and be like dude we can't you're not worth the problems. Um, yeah, I'd like to see what he does with a different coach. I, that's I really true. Do. I, I, I think mean, Kingsbury really helped him. But Kingsbury seems like uh, more of a coordinator to me. He, I think he's you know can do things at times, but he's not like he's very laid back. We watch Hard Knocks. Like this dude would be like cool to like just chill with, like hang out and like pick his brain. But he's not like commanding the guy. Like hey, we need to win. Like very like monotone. You know, basic football things you watch like dan campbell it's like this guy's electric like, yeah you want to play for this you want to run like, through a brick a big wall for difference. this guy yeah right major difference so that's just no shocker there i am curious who they bring in though because they bring somebody in similar personality wise i don't know what that really changes uh i, I just yeah. I, I think i'm just really curious as like candidate wise well i saw their gm resigned too so i he's taking like, time away i don't know if those guys really- i saw i saw that and then i saw he was He's like actually resigning. Okay. Which I think so, he should. He got arrested for a DUI. And yeah. He's been there since like 99 though. So he's been there a long uh, time. Uh, and yeah. Probably so do. probably do for change. Probably do. I mean, one Super Bowl appearance in that time. 
Yeah. That was with an that's aging Kurt leash, Warner. Um, they haven't been horrible, though. That's the thing is the Cardinals are always just this like mediocre, like, oh, if they got this one position fixed, they'd be right there. And it's like, yeah, nah, they're not going to, they ain't going to get it fixed. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, that takes us. Cowboys commanders. You briefly mentioned it. I really don't have much to add here other than the commanders are better team than their record shows in my opinion um and the cowboys this is just classic cowboys uh it didn't matter at the end right the eagles won the game so they the cowboys weren't going to win the division but the way it's concerning i voiced my opinion on the cowboys in their playoff prospects so that's all i have to say yeah um however uh the good news and we'll get to sunday night but um the other good news about the playoffs is Gino didn't write back, and he made it in, man. Uh, that's the silver lining with the Packers missing. I'm very happy for Geno Smith. Takes the yeah. Seahawks takes the Seahawks in overtime against the Rams uh, to the playoffs and sets the franchise passing record for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, can't really write a better script. No, it's fair. It's a fair point. Um, good for Geno. Like, it's... I saw a team, a team make it that spot, sure. But ultimately, <laughs> it's 49ers have won 10 straight, and the Seahawks played poorly against that team both times this year. Going to be shocked if the Seahawks do something differently that propels them, you know. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a great comeback story and whatnot. I mean, no one saw Seahawks. They, a lot of people saw them probably you no, know, they... the top five with their own pick in the draft, you know, not yeah. with the uh, – is it Rams? No, Broncos pick. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so they're gonna make the playoffs and have the number top well, it's a top five pick. I think it's, it's like number three four. or four. I think it's four because yeah. the Cardinals have three. Um, mm-hmm. they're in a decent spot as a franchise, man, especially if you get three and you say, Hey, maybe they do. I'm just flirting with this idea. I, mean, I don't think they need to, but maybe they do take the trade up with the Bears and they take that quarterback and they sit him behind a guy who's been around a long time, like Geno Smith, you know. Uh, I don't think that's Especially the Seahawks. A lot of capital. I don't think that's the Seahawks' mo because I think they'd have to yeah. give up too much to get there. And like I said, they don't draft quarterbacks high. Russell Wilson was a third round pick. I mean, he's been there forever. They just got Geno Smith off of waivers for crying out loud, and he took him to the playoffs. So right. I don't think they'll do that. But it is, you know, maybe. Um, but with the fourth pick, man, they'll be able to do something. Uh, maybe it's a key defensive player. Maybe I, I don't know, but. Um, I, we'll, we'll get more into draft, you know, preview as we get deeper into the off season. But I'm just happy. Um, I would rather see the Lions make it, but I am happy for Gino. Um, I just feel like the Seahawks, they're not gonna, they're, they're not gonna win up. They're kind of limping into the playoffs. It feels like yeah. if the Lions had there. made it, they would have been smoking into the playoffs. You know? Yeah. Um, no, I know exactly what you're saying. Do you have anything to talk about with Eagles Giants? Um, we might see this matchup again. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup. Um little rust from the Eagles part, but again, I don't know if there's like a whole lot of urgency. They're really playing like it the last couple of weeks. And honestly, we'll see if that buy hurts them or not. You know, yeah, I mean they're every not, year it gets talked about they're not like, smoking just, into the playoffs. I'll no, say that. You know, they're no, not they've smoking, not been they're not ten straight lately. wins like the Niners. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's so who you pick in the playoffs, right? Is the yeah, teams that are something. Hot. It's it's something. It's not everything, but something to watch, you know. 
Um, all right, I got I got a storyline for you as we, as we move to the second to last game. Um, pretty sure the Broncos. Let me double check this, but the Broncos, yeah. Oh no, they lost to the Chiefs, uh, so they get blown out on Christmas by the Rams, fifty-one to fourteen. You know, Baker Mayfield hangs a fifty bomb on them. They fire Nathaniel. They come out barely lose to the Chiefs. Russ has his best game of the year. He follows it up with the interim head coach with another pretty decent game, if you ask me. I mean, another three touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, their roster is not there offensively. They'll get Javonta Williams back next year. But if they get the right guy, call me crazy. But I said this, they get the right guy, they're going to be good. Like, Russ is, we, we know his floor, we know his ceiling. I think he's going to be somewhere right in the middle next year. And that's all they're going to need. That's all. I was, that is all they need. Uh, the worst part about this Broncos team is if they literally had any offense that wasn't the worst of all time. Like you, if you just spun a wheel, <laughs> any offense, and just this team well, is like twelve and five. Like yeah. like their defense was that good. Yeah, and I mean, so, what's the what's the number of games where if they'd have scored more than seventeen points, they win? It it's was like like it, almost it was like double digits. Ten. Like it was it was nuts, and. um yeah, that, that's why I like uh, you don't have to convince me. I think they just get just a guy that is not Nathaniel Hackett, and they have an offense that is not one of the worst of all time. Could be this one. And they're going to be, be fine. <laughs> you know, I think oh, I they get Sean Payton. That, I think that seems uh, – this might be an overreaction, but given what I've seen, I don't think they're going to lose a whole lot of people this year. I think that's a contender. Like Sean Payton, like as <laughs> it's crazy an reaction, but yeah, I I, I don't. You tell me, Sean Payton isn't going to get like two or three touchdowns with any offense in like an important game, and furthermore, alone, like Russell like an is a veteran has, quarterback. Let alone an offense that has, assuming they hold on to him and they don't do something crazy, because I could see a situation where like Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy ends up in Chicago or something, right? I could see that. Really. I don't know their contract situations. We'll have to dive into it later. But, yeah, uh, this could be the Sean Payton fit. I've heard Harbaugh thrown out there, but I think Sean Payton's a better fit. Sean Payton's on mm-hmm. record as saying he's not going to go somewhere that doesn't have good ownership and good you know, good GM. Uh, that is Denver. There's a lot of job security when you go to Denver. It's a historically good franchise, sure, yeah. new ownership in Denver. So uh, I think that, that I could see that fit over Sean Payton going somewhere like Arizona or the Jets, or not the Jets, not the Jets. Uh, who am I thinking of? Uh, Texans. That's what I was trying to think I of. I don't know why I thought yeah. the Jets. Yeah. So touch those drops, uh, and that's if he comes out of retirement. I think he will, but you know, we'll we'll see. But as for the Chargers, uh, it's very clear that they didn't care about this game. Yeah. You no, know? it was pretty. And even Herbert, given the circumstances, was fine. But then eventually they kind of pulled everybody. And, um. um your thoughts on well, we kind of talked uh, talked about it, and maybe I'll save my takes for Jaguars Chargers for Thursday. But uh, just gonna be honest, I don't see Brandon Staley winning the playoff game. No, I don't love it either. You know, like the Chargers have been good, you know. And here's lately. what's uh, here's like what's more. interesting about this is we talk about hot teams and cold teams, uh, and maybe my mind will change by Thursday. I'm not ruling it out, but the Chargers would have been. Absolutely smoking hot. They would have won, had won one, two, three, four, five straight if they win this game to to roll into the playoffs. And then they're going to play yeah. a nine and eight Jaguars team after winning five straight against 
somewhat formidable teams, but not really actually as I'm looking at it. So, um, but they lost this game is where I'm going with this. And that to me, I know it doesn't matter, but it does sometimes. This doesn't like this take I'm going in straight circles. And I know that, but like, yeah, that matters sometimes in my opinion. And I don't know, maybe my mind will change by Thursday and I'm kind of looping around, but no, no, worries. I don't like them. I don't like them. Um, and then, you know, Sunday night football, I'll give you the floor. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's got no I know what to say, man. I even had all day to kind of think about it. I really didn't a whole lot. Work was busy, but I, it's almost just kind of feels surreal. Like if this were Rogers last game, I can't believe that's how it's going to end. The, the dumb plays, the undisciplinedness of like Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. It was just very head scratching. And, you know, I even had conversations with people today about how I actually think it benefited the Lions knowing they were eliminated because they had nothing to lose. They're going for it on instances. Oh, they definitely like not taking the field goal yeah, where in any other scenario you would. Or or right? the um the hook and ladder. They're not gonna run yeah. that play uh, right. if they, they if it's making the miss ball. The playoffs. Yeah, like going full on like throwing plays, not little like flips and whatever in like the final four minutes. And that's a point where if you're up playing for a playoff spot up for it, you're just going to kick the three and go try and get a touchdown beat us. But they're like, no, let's just end this right here. Yeah. And but, but hats I off that. But, yeah. I, and, no, it, it is a lot of respect, mad respect. Um, I, I think their structure needs to be looked at more. I think your head coach should be solely focused on the decisions because Dan Campbell made every, like in terms of game flow, like risks and whatever called everything perfect. But even if you have their, their offense coordinator, Ben Johnson's, you know, telling them what plays are going through. Yeah. Yeah. But Ben Johnson calls an amazing game. I feel like every time I watch the lions, they always have some creative play. I'm like, why has nobody tried that before? <laughs> and, 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 you know, it's, and I'm like, geez. And so. Yeah. Like a bubble I, screen I think, hook and ladder. Like that was yeah, I'm like, I'm like, geez, why does nobody do that? And so fourth and one, going, all huddle up and sprint to the line and run a little hitch so defense can't get set and win the game. That's really yeah, good execution. Brilliant play call. And yeah, the execution is everything as well. Yeah, they had penalties and whatnot, but they didn't have the stupid penalties. They had like the Jameson Williams long touchdown got called back for a hold. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they even looked better, you know, I think than even the score kind of shows. So I'm with you that I, I actually do wish this team would have got the wild card instead of the Seahawks. I think they would have thrown some interesting things at the 49ers. And who knows? We've seen them put up 40 points. Maybe they just are all clicking. They go on a tear, and Brock Purdy can't match the 40 points. And all of a sudden, the Lions, they have a crazy run. Oh, the Lions had a way better chance of being the Niners than the Seahawks did. I absolutely. um, Look, here's – here, and I agree with what you had to say. And, you know, both Packers fans, there's probably extreme bias that we can't hear, but – I'm just going to be straight up. The reality is this Packers team didn't even deserve to get here. I, they, it, they found some yeah. lightning in a bottle for 
like four or five weeks and absolutely like looked like a completely different team. And then they got to this game against the Lions at home and rewound the clock till week five when they played the Commanders and the Jets or whatever it was. And it was like, what the heck happened? Where is this team that came out and blew out the Minnesota Vikings? It was just a complete trap game debacle. And I don't understand how you can have a trap game when it's win or go home. How do you do that? But that's exactly what it was. Rodgers is overlooking the Lions uh, uh, in the press, whatever comments he said a couple weeks back. They've, won, they've beaten us three times in a row, dude. Like, shut up. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, absolutely, the Packers, it's so clear. Not to the fan, not from the fan perspective, from the players' perspective, the Vikings game was the, their Super Bowl. And they didn't have the long-term perspective to look at it and say, oh, you know, we, we need to win two to get in. Um, and I, I think I texted you this. I want to say it was week 12 when we were four and eight. Maybe it was week 13 after we got to five and eight where I said, yeah, everything's going to go right for the Packers and they're going to have a chance to get in and all they have to do is beat the Lions in week 18 and they'll find a way to mess it up. Mm. And that, that's, I, that's exactly how it played out. Uh, and that's just class. That, that's just sums up the 2022-23 uh, Green Bay Packers to a T, really. Uh, so many games that they just had no business losing. We forget this team was three and one and was still on top of the NFC. They had beaten the Bucs. And we know the Bucs didn't turn out to be that good either. But at the time, we were like, oh, you know, we came out with lost to the Vikings and we turned it on like that, turned it around like that, blew out the Bears in week two. Uh, yeah. The Packers, look, and maybe I'll flip it to you first. What's your thoughts on the Packers' future? Because everybody's talking about it right now. But based on the way that the postseason worked, postseason went, Jameis, or the postgame went, sorry. And then Jameis Williams asked him for the jersey. They walk, you know, Rodgers and Cobb walk off together. I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, probably I'm going to need more time for an actual response. <laughs> um, even this, the fact, like, I'm not going to have a Packer game to watch next week. Still kind of setting in. And I, I don't. Like my really just knee jerk, like honest, like answer right now is I have no idea how they even attack the future because they have so many question marks. I like I, even like I, Lazard's post game interview. Like none of the players even have it seems like an inkling of what Rodgers is going to do. And then if he does come back, what do we do with Jordan Love? Do how much draft compensation or players? Who are we going to get for that? And then Bakhtiari is another one who has a major contract. Even when he's available, hasn't been too great. We have replacements behind him. Yeah, he what definitely fell. He definitely fell back this year. Yeah, man. Like there, there is so many question marks, and the fact that we're currently salary cap strapped. I'm pretty sure we're already under or like over. The yeah, cap. but if I you mean, lose, like, if negative. you lose, if you lose Rodgers, that contract is set up to where that will uh, free it's us not up. that that frees you up a little bit, and then will, especially if but, Bakhtiari goes too, then not you can make some moves. Absolutely, but. Now let's say we have them all. What do we do to make improvements to the roster? Like there's so much that like needs to be unfolded. So that's why it kind of sucks to give that like uh, answer. I have no idea. I don't know, but I don't. And here's, okay. So I wanted to ask you first, because I actually have pretty strong conviction about this. Uh, The championship window that was open the last few years, uh, we missed it. It's shut. We have to find a way to open a new one. Uh, I think that, if Rodgers wants to commit to playing till he's in his 40s, 
and doesn't do this year-to-year thing where he casts out and his teammates uh, don't even know if he's going to be there next year. He's going to skip spring OTAs and all this stuff. Like, there's a reason our offense looked horrible because he had never thrown the ball to Christian Watson yeah. and Romeo Dobbs because he didn't show up in the spring, right? He right. Did, that's why it looked horrible until mid-year, until he started to get chemistry with these guys, right? And everybody yep. talked about this. That's how Rodgers rolls his chemistry. So if Rodgers wants to commit to doing that and being a leader on this team, uh, yeah, you could reopen that window. Uh, you'd have to find a way to draft well defensively and maybe make a switch at defensive coordinator. I think he needs to get fired. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, and then Rodgers, I, I, they're not, the roster's not that far off. It is a couple pieces off, but uh, it's there. If you win a couple more close games, we could be talking, you know, we, we could be having a completely different conversation, right? Um, yeah. But I, the reality is I don't think that's going to happen. Rodgers isn't going to do that. He's not going to commit to, I'm here until, you know, I'm here for the foreseeable future, right? He's not going to say yeah. what Brady's saying. He's not going to say, oh, I want to play till I'm 50. I want to keep playing. I'm not even thinking about retirement, right? He's not going to come out and say, one last ride. I don't think he's going to do that. I think that, that that's just not his M.O. He's No, no. He, he likes having that leverage. Yes, and I and for that, that for that reason, I'm a little glad we didn't make the playoffs. I really am. That was one of my first thoughts after the game because everything I've said about Jordan Love uh, was I felt pretty vindicated when it came to yeah, I got excited about us making a run last week. You can go check the tapes and expose me for this, but for the majority of the year, I think you would agree that I have been saying this team is bad, doesn't deserve to make the playoffs, and we need to move on in a lot of senses next year because this is a failure of a roster. Um, and I was right. And while I did get excited, Rodgers turned it on. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the reality is, is I'm going to go back to where I was about this time last year when we lost to the 49ers. I don't think we're going to win a championship against Aaron Rodgers uh, because not because we're incapable and he's incapable as a player, but because you can't structure a roster around a guy who's a one-year rental every year. That's the yeah, bottom line. Difficult. Um, and if you make I'm the move to love, look, you either have to – they can't both be on the roster again next year. But you can't spend a fifth year as backup. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you're either going to have to trade him, and I think he's going to demand a trade as he should, uh, get whatever you can, or you move on from Rodgers. And I, I, I'm glad we missed the playoffs because I think we should try love. We made the pick. Let's make the transition. We've done this before, and it worked out very well. So um, that those are my thoughts. And we'll talk more about offseason when we get there. But uh, I really do wish the Lions were in the playoffs. That's also my final thought. They deserve it more than – not more than the Seahawks because the Seahawks actually made it <laughs> by the rules. Yeah, so, right. Um, but they they would have been fun to watch, and that that is the – I'm a little upset about that because if you're going to lose, you want to lose the team, you know, that's the champion or, you know, you know what I mean, right? So, yeah, uh, or, or it goes to the playoffs. So it sucks in that sense, but I rest my case. Uh, the Vikings still aren't going to, you know, they could beat the Giants. I haven't decided yet. Um, I'm, I'm pretty content on a couple of the wild card matchups. That one, I'm still going back and forth. So we'll talk. I'll have my decision by Thursday. But so, yeah, well, predictions in then. Yeah. Um, all right, so that kind of wraps our week 18 slates. A little bit of wild card preview in some of those senses, a little bit off season preview as well. So, 
little different style podcast, but I do have some bad news for you. Um, you had a three game lead headed into this week, and uh, I went eleven and five, and you went eight and eight. So that Lions so pick, closed, yeah, that Lions pick, a uh, really, really made mm. the difference for me. I'm sticking to my guns, um, and you know what? I've did it all year. They, they're trash, man. Uh, the Packers, that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you did get the win in fantasy friends. I'll go over that. But going into week nineteen, wild card weekend, we are both one hundred and sixty and eleven. In picking the NFL games this year, um, which is fairly decent compared to where we started, which was like under 500 for the first half of the year. Um, so we definitely heated things up towards the end. But the fact that we're tied after an entire season, I think is freaking crazy. Don't you, I mean, <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Yeah, we're, we're going into the we playoffs. We have to yeah. decide. We have to decide. So, wow. That's, you know, I, and, and as a rundown um, of how I got three games on you this week, uh, you had the Titans, I had the Jaguars. Uh, we both did miss on the Bucks. I had Jags, the Dolphins, Dolphins and Lions. Giants. Yep. And yeah. then uh, you did get Eagles. I took Giants. Um, so mm-hmm. I had I, the ones that I got that you didn't were Jaguars, Dolphins, Panthers, Lions, and you mm-hmm. got the Eagles. Um, so if the Giants won that game, that would have been a heck of a turnaround. But uh, 11 and 5 and 8 and 8 on the week. And then for Fantasy Frenzy, uh, this was by far both of our worst weeks. You barely scored 100 points. Um, mm. Part of that, and you still won. I only scored 83. Week 18 is hard, man. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the bottom line. Everybody's available next week, but, um, yeah, you, you even had a zero from Mark Andrews and, and still got the win. But you only won by 17 points. Um, so going into, you know, the playoffs for Fantasy Frenzy, everybody will be available every week. I'm at 1795 uh, and you're at 1860. You're nine and five on five and nine. So it's, it is doable, a doable comeback. That's for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, I mean, I'd have to win every single week to split the wins for fantasy frenzy. So it's going to be interesting with everybody available. Who's going to go first. Who's going to go last. I have a feeling I've got the first pick. I got to think about it before Thursday, but I'm probably picking Travis Kelsey. So um we will see. Yeah. But any any closing thoughts? Um, we will be back tomorrow, but any clo- for NBA Tuesday, but any closing thoughts on week 18 oh, yeah, and just... the wrap of the NFL, you know, regular season? Yeah, well, it's just some like, uh, you know, it's like superlative stuff and whatnot that uh, try and tackle. But more or less, just, it'll be nice to have playoff football. Every game will mean something. It's kind of a weird kind of like in-between week where – uh, you know, turn on TV and some of these games just were not worth worth watching. Uh, yeah, I mean, red zone is obviously the least entertaining this week for a number of reasons. Exactly. Some exactly. of the games don't matter at all, and then you also nobody's playing fantasy anymore, so like that's the big benefit yeah. of red zone. And yeah, you know, just uh, this is what it is. And obviously, I'm not going to have a very optimistic view because of Packer whole fiasco. Uh, but like I said, we got a lot of content coming up off season wise. Just Hey, we love predictions, and now it's going to be the ultimate yeah. game of predictions. We'll be giving out some. Out, so. We'll be giving out some awards on on Thursday, um, how we feel that the awards should shake out, and then uh, we'll be doing some other. Thursday should be a little bit of a longer podcast, so um, it'll be fun though. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to Thursday's preview. But we will be back tomorrow with NBA Tuesday with Luke. So uh, we'll be able to talk about the Suns being terrible and below 500. And uh, mm. I'm sure we'll all be very happy about that because the Suns mm-hmm. are terrible. So 
With that being said, guys, be sure to check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, we'll be pushing out more content for you guys. I've been on the move, so a couple of that stuff has been slacking a little bit, but uh, I'm finally set, settling down in my new home. So um, we'll be all new content on all fronts. So we're looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, till next time. Peace. Take care.